0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Elevate Your Leadership Podcast. I'm host Chris Phillips, joined as always with Adam Pelham, our co host. Adam, say what's up? What's up? Hey, today I'm excited. We're going to talk about reasons that leaders lead in unhealthy ways. And so maybe you've gotten in a rut a little bit. Uh, maybe some of these reasons are why you're in a rut and leading in unhealthy ways. So I hope you'll tune in to part one of our How We Can Be Healthy Leaders episode number seven. <music> Thank you. Adam, the beat hits every time. Every time, dude. I mean, it makes me shake my head, for it real. It gets me fired up to talk leadership. Yeah, I mean, it does. If you're not fired up right now to talk leadership, Let's then go. you didn't hear that beat. That's right. Drop. Uh, sorry. Hey, welcome to episode seven of Elevate Your Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Chris Phillips, joined as always with Adam Pelham. Uh, man, we're excited. You know, we uh, what came about with today's uh, leadership talk is that we were... Um, we were talking to some interns that are stepping in to serve in our city here this, uh, this time a year. And, um, and as we were talking to them, we were walking through, um, their personality characteristics and Adam, uh, you know, we have people that are like, oh, I'm a three. And so right. because I'm a three, you just need to accept me being ambitious and all that. And when I say that voice, that's me. That's you talking yourself. But what happens is an Enneagram three has a healthy version of themselves, mm-hmm. but also an unhealthy version of themselves. Yeah. Right. So and too many times we try to like compartmentalize ourselves and just say that we're this way. And I think the same thing is true with leadership. In leadership, we have ways that we lead in healthy ways. But we have ways that we lead in unhealthy ways, and it impacts all of those people around us. Yeah. Um, and so I was just thinking about it as we go, uh, as we were walking through with them. I was like, you know, we ought to talk about unhealthy versus healthy leadership principles, so that we can lead in healthy ways and avoid the unhealthy leadership ways that are in our life. And I think those are common, uh, you know, examples that that come time and time again. So this is part one. We're going to have part two. Part one today, we're going to be talking about the unhealthy ways that leaders lead. So the reasons that leaders would lead in an unhealthy way, um, and then what we'll do is follow up. On part two, and uh, we will talk about the reasons that leaders lead in a healthy way. How's that sound, Adam? I love it. That sounds okay. great. This Is good for you. you. Healthy? Are you a healthy person or unhealthy Listen, person?
1: Listen, man. I mean, I'm trying to get trying to get healthy in all stages. I had some. <laughs> Some avocado toast today for lunch. <laughs> you know, we got we got some basketball we're playing tonight. Man, like I'm listen, try, I'm not as
0: light on my feet listen, as I used to be. Dude, so that's good. We got the Avo toast. I'm speaking, still hungry. Speaking of basketball, that's okay. I don't want to like I can't we're trying to make these things evergreen, so that means that you sure. can listen to it anytime. But I, I cannot I'd be remiss right now if I didn't just say go Nuggets. Yeah, okay, for sure, go Nuggets. That's all I gotta say. Nuggets and six. I'm actually wearing Nuggets and five. Okay. I'm just wearing my. I'm wearing my my Nuggets gear. For sure. I mean, not gear, but colors. I got my colors on today. We're proud, proud Nuggets fan the here. The city's buzzing, and it has been the good. City's buzzing, it's been buzzing. So uh, hey, so let's get into it. Top reasons that leaders lead in an unhealthy way, and I think the first one is probably the most common that we're mm. gonna see across the board, and that's because of insecurity and fear. So I think when leaders are leading in unhealthy ways, one of the first things that you can do, maybe, maybe you feel yourself unhealthy in your leadership yeah. and you can ask yourself, is there any insecurity that I have right now? Is there any fear that I have right now that is causing me to lead out in this type of way, right? So insecure leaders are going to do a couple of things. They're going to feel threatened by the success of other people. Right. So they're gonna sit around, they're gonna go, okay, I'm insecure. This person looks like he's doing better than me, or this person is doing a really good job, even though I'm leading them. I don't want them to, you know, to take, take too much away from yeah. this or that success go to them too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe, maybe they're leading to a, a fear of kind of losing control or being overshadowed by that person. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, okay, well, this person's doing really, really well. Can I celebrate that person? Or am I insecure of their success because of my own insecurities that I'm wrestling with? And then what starts to happen, Adam. Is they begin then to like micromanage things, right? They want to be in control of everything. Right. So it's like, okay, if this person's doing well, I want everybody to see it's because I'm micromanaging them and telling them what to do. And so now I'm leading out of that insecurity and that fear. Right. And I'm starting to have this like micromanagement or this lack of trust yeah. with the people that are around me. Or, or like I, I might resist any type of collaboration. Like, right. And it's like, okay, well, if this person's in every room, they're going to start to be recognized in every room. And then that person's going to get all the accolades and praise. And somebody's not going to think I'm a good leader. Yeah. And so that leader then becomes uh, an un unhealthy leader because they're leading out of insecurity and they're leading out of fears. that makes sense to you? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, I think too,
1: when I, you mentioned it a second ago with um, even looking around a little bit, when you start to look around, when you start to compare in this age of social media, insecurity comes in and then you're trying to be something you're not. Oh. And it, it, and comparison uh, is the thief of joy, right? Let's but it go. also, I think comparison breeds insecurity. Yeah. So that's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, when you're thinking about this, like you, you can just imagine with me, maybe, maybe our listeners out there, our elevators have had, you know, leaders in the past. Um, but it's that leader, a leader that is leading out of insecurity and fear has a constant, like feeling of, of being threatened, a constant feeling of, uh, being overshadowed or threatened by the expertise of others. Right. And the success of their team and everything else. And so, like I said, they're going to go and now they're going to micromanage everything. Right. They want to know everything that's happening and all that. And I'll just be honest, like if you're going to be a healthy leader, you don't have time to micromanage anybody. Yeah. So if you're micromanaging out of fear right, or insecurity, now you're damaging your own leadership anyway. So not only are you leading in an unhealthy way, but you're damaging your own type of leadership. Um, and then you're going to start to uh, constantly ask some questions. Like you're yeah. going to ask questions of everybody. Right. And so it just creates an atmosphere of fear. It creates and stifles like any type of creativity around everybody else, because if I've got to be the one in charge or if I'm the one micromanaging everybody yeah. now, nobody feels like they can be creative right. at all. It's going to look like your version of whatever it is you're trying yeah. to create or lead out with. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you're limiting the potential of the team. Yeah. Right? And, um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, it, for sure insecurity and fear, Fear is yeah. the number one way yeah. um, that a leader can lead in an unhealthy way, Adam? Number two, what do you think number two is? Yeah,
1: um, and and to talk on one again too, I think oh, yeah.
0: that stems
1: to all these other rest of these problems. Oh man, insecurity. So 100%. building off that, uh, number two is lack
0: of self awareness. Oh, lack of self awareness, man. I mean, it, it is impossible to lead if you are not self aware. Yeah. If you're not leading yourself, if you don't understand yourself, right? if you don't understand the way you're wired, you cannot lead yeah. other people.? And right. like in, in leaders who lack self-awareness, they're unable to, to even remotely begin to recognize their own limitations. Yeah. If I'm not self-aware of my limitations, how can I know where I'm limited to let other people lead in ways?? Right? Right. Um, I don't know my blind spots. I don't even understand the like impact that can have on other people because I'm not self-aware of the situation. Right. Yeah. It results in poor communication. It results in things like poor decision-making because I'm not totally self-aware of what's going on. Right. Um, and then honestly, like, then it's like a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't come across that way. And so leaders who are not self-aware cannot lead out at any level. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, any, any examples of, uh, a leader that would have, um uh, uh, lack of self-awareness or anything like that that you can think of in your mind of what would happen with that team?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's like you said to, to begin with it is the minute you start to recognize your own limitations, if you really want your organization, your ministry, whatever it is, plug and play that you're leading out with, if you really want it to grow, you're going to know your limitations. I think, um, that's in, that's even in shout out John Maxwell, right? The self-aware leader. He talks about that, like knowing your limitations advances the mission to where other people can pick up the slack. Cause there's, there's a, there's a give and a take in, in leadership with that. And so you have to know your limitations.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and I think the truth behind this is this doesn't even mean you're like a bad leader. You're just in an unhealthy way. right? Right. Because like, um, you take, I was joking about Enneagrams a minute ago, but take like an Enneagram 8 that typically is going to bulldoze people, you know, and kind of create avenues to like blow up stuff. Um, Even if they are like, if they don't recognize the power of their own words as a Mm -hmm. leader or lack of words, or if they don't realize, um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of some, some specific examples. There's, there's times where you can be in a setting with other people, and even not as a leader in the first chair, but a leader in in second, third, fourth, sure. fifth chair, or whatever it is. And if you're in a room with other leaders and you're not engaged, or your words are not you know um, as careful as they should be, or right. you're saying things that like maybe you're okay with, or there's assumptions that everybody's okay with, but you're not l- looking at the room and aware of the room and aware of your own words and actions in that room, it's going to be really hard for you to lead those people at another time frame, yeah. right? And so if you if you are not aware of how your words are impacting other people or how your actions in a meeting are impacting other people or how your actions or words in a meeting combined are impacting other people. And then you try to go and lead those people. Like you're completely self-aware and it means that you're an unhealthy leader and you're not going to be able to lead out to the level that God wants you to. Um, and, and so, uh, these people may be dismissive of that feedback. They may be, you know, unaware of their own weaknesses, you know, in all of this area. And so it's, it's a, if a, if someone lacks self-awareness, they're not going to be okay with someone recognizing a weakness in them and right. trying to walk them through that either, Ooh. right? Yeah. Hey, man, I see this in you, and they're like, no, no, I, I can do this, you know. Yeah. And so now you're just you're barking at one another yeah. for no way, and so you're you're now a completely uh, unaware. Leader, because you lack self awareness of what's going on in your life, and now, man, decision making is bad. You can't consider the perspectives of other team members. I mean, it's going to lead to misunderstandings, it's going to lead to decreased morale, it's going to lead to a decreased lack of trust, you know, and all I mean, an increased lack of trust. And, um, and so it's like if you are not a self aware leader, it is going to be really hard for you to lead at the level that you need to. That's good. Um, the third one is this, um, uh, an unhealthy leader. Not only would be insecure and and, uh, fearful, would not only have a lack of self awareness, but another area would be this like pressure to perform. Oh, feel that one. Oh man. Okay, talk about it. Pressure to perform. What what would that mean if if a a, if a leader uh, doesn't have this uh, healthy rhythms in their life and they feel this pressure to perform, what's going to happen with the team?
1: I think well, and there there's a healthy. We should have a healthy pressure when we're talking about performance, right? We gotta be accountable in some of those areas, which yeah. we'll talk about you in the You gotta feel month. it. You gotta feel it. Yeah, you it. gotta feel it. Yeah. But the the constant need for everybody to say that was the best yeah. sermon I've ever heard. That was the best It's not whatever. It's yeah. it's not and, and there's a there's an unhealthy mindset that, that I can get to in my avenues of, of work and leadership. Yeah. Where I just gotta, you know, it's it's all about what does my performance look like? Yeah. Um right. and so how do you balance how do you balance that yeah. in a healthy way if you let it slide too much? Yeah. And then again you're not you're not thinking through um
0: the the overall goal you're thinking about yeah. your goal and how you look uh, yeah. and that one's tough yeah, I wrote this down. Leaders under intense pressure to meet targets or achieve success may prioritize results over the well-being mm. and development of their team. That's so good. And so, if they're under intense pressure, or they feel they're under intense pressure too, they're going to start to make their target the success. By the way, what is success? Yeah. You know, I right. still think Vance Pittman said this one uh, one time. He's a pastor out of Las Vegas and, and president of Network. He said we need to, to redefine the definition of what success means yeah. and redeem it to mean obedience. Mm. And so. If we can just get away from what success is, because by the way, you could be successful in one person's eyes and be a failure in and right. Same goals, same results and be a failure in somebody else's eyes. Um, and so we need to redeem it to success. But leaders under intense pressure to meet targets or achieve success may prioritize results over the well-being and development of their team. So now, man, you are nothing but a tool to help me achieve what I'm trying to achieve. Right. And if if pressure to perform is the 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 unhealthy way that I'm leading, then man, everybody else is just a stepping stone to get to to what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, right? and no one wants to follow that leader. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. So what what's going to happen is uh, that leader is going to start to sacrifice like work life balance. Like they're probably not going to be sabbathing as a, a follower of Christ and as a Christian leader. Um, I believe that the principles of Sabbath are true and real. We see that in Scripture. We see that through the life of Jesus. Um, but what happens is if I have this perform performance, you know, pressure and this pressure to perform, then my work life balance is going to be out of, out of whack. I'm going to neglect communication like I need to, because I'm trying to get to the results. I may even start to, like, I may cut corners. I may yeah. do some things I shouldn't, right? I may overlook the individual needs of team members and all that kind of stuff. And so those leaders leading in an unhealthy way out of a pressure to perform, man, it is chaos, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can think about, um, in your mind, that leader who like relentlessly pushes the team to meet like unrealistic targets and expectations, mm-hmm. and and we're going to talk about this in the healthy component. I mean, like I think anybody that knows me well enough knows that like I love succeeding and sure. goals and accomplishments, like and achievements and those types of things. But I always say, hey, we're going to strive for this. The results are the Lord's. The effort is mine. That's good. So the effort to be there can be there, right? But the results are the Lord's. Yeah. But if I have a pressure to perform. Then I'm thinking that the effort and the results are mine. Yeah. Right. And so, from a Christian worldview, I just say push as hard as we can. The results are the Lord's. Let's get there and let's give that to the Lord, whatever happens. We just don't want to be caught going, you know, I, w- I think I could have given a little bit more in this area. Yeah. But a leader that has a pressure to perform is leading in an unhealthy way. And so, like I said, they're going to neglect a lot of things to get to that success in there. For sure. Fourth thing is this uh, there's also uh, uh, an unhealthy leader that lacks accountability. There's mm. just a lack of accountability. Um, this means like leaders avoid accountability. Yeah. It means that they don't have an accountability, you know, structure set up in their lives. Um, and what they're going to do with that because there's not the accountability. Now I can blame other people for failures. I can blame other people for the things that go wrong. I can blame other people, or make excuses, or even deflect responsibility. Right? Uh, We were doing an exercise uh, uh, yesterday with a a young crew, and we were kind of walking through um, what it looks like to lead teams and everything else. And this person kind of messed up the instructions on this little team building game that we had. And and the person in there, she she came back. Now they. they they got fourth out of fourth place. Okay. Four places, four people. At first I was like, fourth. Okay. Not bad. Fourth place. Uh, Oh, 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 snap. Out of four. four. (laughs) Yeah. And so the question, the, in the evaluation time we ask, um, what, why do you think this exercise was challenging? Right. And this person goes, what the instructions weren't good. Oh. And it was like, well, okay. And so somebody pointed out, well, the, team that got first place did a really good job and they got the same instructions. So what happened there? Right. And what happens there is there's this like lack of internal accountability to like, oh yeah, maybe I didn't hear them. Sure. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to them the way I needed to, but they were trying to deflect responsibility for how it went poorly because they were the point person on what Mm -hmm. happened in this team building exercise. And so, yeah, leaders who lack accountability, man, they, they like will blame other people. Uh, They'll make excuses. They'll deflect responsibility. And guess what that does? Like, I mean, when I deflect responsibility to the rest of the team, what does that do to the rest of the team, Adam? I mean, you have to you have to pick up even more slack there, yeah. and
1: and probably get in lanes that you're not supposed to be in. Yeah, and and carry the load in, in areas that
0: maybe you're not even gifted in as the team member that you signed up to do. Right. Right. And, and as a leader, if I like, if as a leader in the first chair that I am, if I'm always deflecting everything to everyone else, how, what does that do for team morale? Oh, it's. Not even there. Yeah, There is no team. Yeah. It's solo. It's yeah. done. Right. And and so I may be able to deflect it and I may feel better about myself right. because I'm an unhealthy leader and I'm trying to deflect right. all of this accountability and responsibility. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm crushing my team because yeah. now all they think is like, hey, no matter what happens, he's going to get all the praise if it goes well and we're going to get all the blame if it goes bad. Yeah. There is zero team around there. So there's yeah. no growth atmosphere. There's no development atmosphere. There's no improvement atmosphere. Man, this crushes a team. Oh yeah. When there is a lack of accountability for the leader to say, you know what, this is on me. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, you know, I don't do this the best by any means, but I think one of the things I ultimately do is even if something goes wrong and it wasn't me that ultimately was the point person. And yeah. that way that when it, when it went wrong, I usually say I could have been clearer in my expectations. Yeah. I should have followed through in this way. This is on me because I'm, I'm the one in charge, yeah. right? That's leading in a healthy way, yeah. right? Yeah. And we'll talk and, about that next time. And
1: I think uh, even too, like thinking through accountability, um, yes, we need to, to keep each other in check with, with certain things. But even on the flip side too, having a culture of honoring one yeah, another and, and, and recognizing um, what... Yeah what someone stepped up to the plate for during the week. It's one of my favorite things that we've started to implement, even in our staff meetings, is, hey, we're going to take the first five, maybe 10 minutes if it takes yeah. that long, to just honor each other. And when we're done honoring, we'll move on to, to the business to do yeah. some things. And so yeah. I think you need a healthy balance of yeah. that as well um, to
0: boost that, that yeah. morale. To it's got to be there. Uh, it's got to be there. But yeah. if you're leading in an unhealthy way, there's certainly a lack of accountability. So yeah. leading in an unhealthy way, there's insecurity and fear. Maybe it's because of a lack of self-awareness. Maybe it's because of a, prefer- a pressure to perform. Maybe it's because of a lack of accountability. And then five, uh, but certainly not least, is a resistance to change. Mm. You might be leading in an unhealthy way because you have a resistance to change. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know about you. I don't know how a lot, of, a whole lot of people that are like, "Sweet, let's change everything." Right now, I'm a some little, people are. I'm kind of wired that way a little bit. Sometimes I like to create problems just so I can solve them and change. There a little you bit, go. You Come know, on. <laughs> But an unhealthy way to lead would be someone that has a, a resistance to change. And so they're just not doing anything because of that resistance, right? So leaders who resist change cling to like familiar routines. Yeah. Now I'm a rhythmic guy and I like it. Sure, sure. Um, and so they, but they cling to familiar routines. They cling to like the processes. They want them to stay yeah. the same. They cling to things like the methods and we've always done it this way. And let's continue to do it this way. And at one point this works. So let's just keep trying this again and again and again and, right. and again until it works again, right? And so what happens there is is they begin to reject new ideas. They stymie, again, yeah. the creativity and growth on their team. Um, they begin to dismiss any feedback because they don't want to change anyways. I don't want to know the feedback if I don't want to change. Right? Why do I even need feedback or evaluation if I'm not going to yeah. change anything? Then I don't. Um, and then they resist necessary like adaptations to to evolving circumstances like 2023 is not the same as 2010 sure 2023 is certainly not the same as 2000 yeah and all of these things like we have to have change in every organization every leadership structure and every like cyclical thing in the marketplace even there has to be change right adam what iphone do you use now i use the iphone 13 pro yeah Shout out to all my, my Mac people out there. Shout out to the Mac people. Yep. Um, uh, so use use 13. You're not still using the first rendition of the iPhone. I'm not, I'm not, but it was great. Why would you change? It was. Yeah. Right. It changed I mean, with the times. It and grew. Like we say that, yeah, you know, and like we joke about that a little bit, but it's right. like that that would be the same thing. Those yeah. who are not wanting change in their organization or in the leadership or really sitting back and evaluating what needs to happen or change yeah. would be like those people using the original iPhone. It's so right? good. How does, how does that um, resistance to change, you think, impact team Uh, From your standpoint, right? You're you're a guy that's not in the first chair, but you're going to be a guy in and amongst the team in a collaborative way. When there's a resistance to change, what does that do for you? I think it stems a little bit even from from
1: one to that that little bit of insecurity and and more so fear into well, what's going to happen if we do change this? I'm I'm scared that this isn't going to go the way that I want it to go, but it it's not the way that you want things to go. We got to have again. To redefine, redeem success. Have our yeah. yes on the table, and see God. What what is it that you want to come out of this? Not not what I, Adam, yeah. want to come out of this. Yeah. When I have that, then I'm going to be less fearful. I'm going to be less insecure. I'm going to be more subject to change. And we've talked about it too in previous episodes of of even like you said. We're like I try to stay in my my routines and my rhythms, and those are healthy. Yeah. And like having this balance of of controlling the things that I can control, uh, and then. Accepting the fact that maybe God's working in a a way for me to change some of the things that need to be
0: changed, I think there's a there's a healthy both and there. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's huge, right? I mean team dynamics in that I can't even imagine, um, you know, how I I mean I can I've been on this. Uh, I was a part of a team when I was sitting just with many other people in the team, not the lead chair and all that kind of stuff, and there was like no desire to change. Let's just keep doing the same thing we've always done. Right? Expect different results, which is a definition of what Insanity. insanity. And so, you know, we're sitting there. And so then, like, what happens was nobody wanted to bring anything to the table. Mm. And it just, everybody just kind of were like, well, you know, we're not gonna be able to change it anyway. So why don't yeah. we even bring it? Let's just come in hear what we're going to hear and do what we're going to do. And it, it almost is like a punch the clock mentality, right? Yeah. I'm just here, I'm collecting a paycheck and I'm done. And man, like, like God's got so much more. He's called us that. to so much more. Gosh, he's got, he's a creative In, in God. whatever career you're in, he's called you to so much more. Uniquely created a team to come together, yeah. right? Like yeah. no, not one person should be the one that says no change or whatever yeah. else. I mean, this is a collaborative environment, right? right. As a follower of Christ, like, like that's I believe God has uniquely made people to work together for God's good and his kingdom and his word to advance in the the city of Denver and the city where you are to look more like heaven than it does the city where you are. And that's going to be by the people that he's brought around you and the uniqueness that they bring to the table and the way that they were uniquely created by a very creative God who created them and wired them a certain way with a purpose in mind for it. And so if, if I'm a leader that is resistant to change or lacks accountability or has a a pressure to perform or lacks self-awareness or is insecure Mm -hmm. and fearful of things, man, that I am stymieing what the Lord had intended for the work that we're called to do in in the city that we're called to be in. And so, yeah. So those are the five reasons, five reasons that leaders lead in unhealthy ways. I don't know which one resonates to you. Do me a favor. If, if one of them resonates to you, like, like hand that out, ask some people, here's a, here's a great, like you don't want to do it, but you should. Take these five reasons, insecurity and fear, lack of self-awareness, pr- pressure to perform, lack of accountability, resistance to change, and ask your team which one you operate out of the most. Mm. Which, which one do they think you Uh, struggle with the most. And then walk that out and flesh that out and begin to practically put steps in place. And we'll put some of those steps in place next time as we talk about how to lead in a healthy way, kind of countering what we can counter with those five reasons that we lead in an unhealthy way. So I hope you turn in, tune in to episode eight to find out how you can lead in a healthy way. But those are the five ways that we lead in an unhealthy way. I hope this can help you elevate all of the leadership around you so that you can do exactly what God has called you to do. See you next time.